Amen. So uh, we, we, we talked to you a little bit earlier. I told you I was going to talk a little bit about uh, when, when you kind of have a, a week like Job. But you know what? We're going to declare by faith today that no matter what's happening around us, it is well in us. Amen? Amen. So maybe, maybe you know the story of Job, or uh, maybe you don't. Maybe you've heard a little bit. Uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm sure not going to read you all 42 chapters, uh, but we'll, uh, uh, I am going to read you chapter 1, and uh, we will read 42. And then we'll just hit a little few things here and there and uh, kind of give you a, a synopsis of uh, the book of Job because there's so many lessons. And I encourage you, read the book of Job. Now, the book of Job is thought, uh, scholars say, is probably the oldest book in the Bible. And so this comes from way back, and uh, we have a story of God's faithfulness. We have a story that even back then, uh, there, there, there's somebody who loved God, who feared God, who did what was right, and the blessings of God were upon him. I'm telling you, every generation, it doesn't matter when you live, if you'll honor God and do what's right, the favor of God will rest upon your life. But just because the favor of God rests upon your life doesn't mean that you won't ever have trouble. People think sometimes just because I'm a Christian, I shouldn't have any problems. Who lied to you? If somebody told you, oh, come on, just accept Jesus as your personal Savior and you'll never have any trouble again, they lied. Because the Bible declares that we have an adversary, the devil, who goes about seeking whom he may devour. And he is looking for opportunity. But thank God, I also read that it says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So the God that I serve is bigger and stronger than the enemy against me. Somebody say, I got God for me. Who can be against me? So we just want to talk a little bit. Because when you are doing what's right, it doesn't exempt you from trouble. But I want to talk to you today uh, uh, simply about uh, God restored Job when? When is God going to restore? When is God going to bring those things back into my life? When is God going to help this th situation that's bad turn into good? When am I going to learn my lesson? When are people going to see that God is on my side? If, if all these things are true, when is this going to happen? I think we can learn some very significant lessons from uh, the book of Job. And so I, I just want to look at it real quick. Um, is, is it too loud out there? Am I okay? Good deal? Okay, before I go off of this app, I want to make sure it's all right. Because once I do, they can fix me, though. All right. So let's, uh, let's just talk a little bit about Job today. Uh, now, Job, uh, chapter 1. Let, let's just begin reading. And I, I may skip around, but I, I just want to pick out a few things. There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed or shunned evil. Verse number one. I, I, I don't even... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
I, I wouldn't say I live up to verse number one. I don't know that I'm perfect and upright in everything, and I try to be. This is a pretty good guy. See, somebody said, well, if, if I can, you know, if I can just, if I can, see, so many times people think, if I can be holier, if I can just do better, then bad things won't happen to me. It has got nothing to do with it. In this world, you will have tribulation, Jesus said. Now, sometimes, granted, we do bring stuff on ourselves. You've heard the old saying, life is hard, but it's harder when you're stupid. So, when you do stupid stuff, you bring consequences on yourself, that's not when you can say, I'm persecuted for righteousness' sake. No, you're persecuted for doing something stupid. But when you're upright, when you are doing everything right, and you, you, you're, you're saying, Lord, I, I didn't do that, and I didn't do this, and I obeyed your word, and I honored your house, and I honored your commandments, and I paid my tithe. And... So, why does bad things happening? Now, Job was a pretty good guy, and he, had, he was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. He had ten kids. His substance was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 5,000 yoke of oxen, 5,000 she-asses, and a very great household. So this man was the greatest of all men of the East. He was a perfect man. He was a God-fearing man. He was a wealthy man. He had a lot of kids, so he had to make a lot of money to feed them all. Huh? He was a hard worker. I mean, he just did, was doing everything right, and God was blessing him. His sons were, uh, went and feasted in their houses, and every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So they're having a good old party, and they're enjoying life too. They're blessed. And it was so when the days of their feasting was gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. And Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts and thus dis, dis Job continually. How many, ever, uh, how many ever tried to repent for your kids? Is, this, is it going to be like this all day? <laughs> Job said, Lord, Job came up and he offered sacrifice for his kids. Lord, just in case my kids sin, I'm going I'm to offer sacrifice for them too. I mean, listen, Job, Job was trying to, he covered himself, he covered his family. He was a righteous man. He was doing what was right and he was honoring God. And, and then look what happened. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, where do you come from? And Satan answered and said, Lord, I've been going to and fro in the earth, walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Can I just stop right here and say, I just wish the Lord didn't think so much of me sometimes. <laughs> Lord, why do you want to draw attention to me? Now, remember, Job didn't have this. He didn't know none of this was happening in the heavenlies. But God, the devil comes before God and God said, Hey, what you been doing? Hey, I've been going back and forth. I've just been looking for somebody. I've been looking for something to do. And God said, Hey, what about my servant Job? He's a good guy. You know what the devil said? 
Satan said, Lord, Job doesn't fear you for nothing. God, Job doesn't fear for naught. Thou hast made a hedge about him. Now, listen, I love this scripture because it tells me what God does for his kids. It tells me what God does for the people who fear him. And we have scriptures all through the word of God that tells, talks about this. That he's our hedge of protection. That he's our, he, he covers us. And so the devil said, no wonder, Lord, he don't just serve you for nothing. Look what you've done for him. You put a hedge around him about his house. All that he hath on every side. You've blessed the works of his hands. And his substance is increased in the land. Now, is there anybody in here that hadn't prayed a prayer like that? Lord, protect me, bless me, cover me, protect me, bless my children, bless my family, bless my finances, bless the work of my hands. I mean, we definitely pray those kind of prayers. And the, and the devil said, Lord, that's just what you do for your kids. No wonder they serve you. No wonder they love you. No wonder they come to church. Because you're, you're, you're there for them. And the Lord said, okay. Tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll take the hedge down. I'll take the protection down. Because Job doesn't just love me for stuff. I'm telling you, there ain't nothing like trouble that they'll help you find out. Are you serving God for stuff? Are you serving God because you love Him? There ain't nothing that'll help you, uh, uh, what's the word? Filter your friends like a little trouble. Because everybody loves you when you're up. And everybody loves you when you got paid. And everybody loves you when you're paying. And everybody loves you when you're blessed. But what happens when you lose your job and you're broke and you no longer can, can pay for the fun and the trips and you can't... What seems like people begin to just kind of fall off one by one. Until you're... True friends are revealed. The only reason he's your friend because you bless him. So, the Lord said, okay. Look here. There was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's home. There came a messenger unto Job. The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell on them and took them all away. They've slain all the servants with the edge of the sword, and I am only escaped to tell you. While he was speaking, another came and said, The fire of God fallen from heaven, and it burned up the sheep, and the servants consumed them. I'm the only one left to tell you. While he was yet speaking, came another and said, The Chaldeans came three bands and fell upon the camels and carried them away. Yea, the slain the servants with the edge of the sword. I'm only left to tell you. And while he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house. And there became a great wind in the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell and the young men are dead I am only escaped along to tell you have you ever had a day like Job well I would have to say no I would have to say no we've had some pretty bad days but I don't think there's ever been a day where everything you have all of your wealth all that you have, including your ten children and their families. Everything is taken away just like that. Satan says, God, the only reason he serves you is because all the stuff you give him. 
God said, okay, you can touch his stuff, but you can't touch him. You can't touch his physical body. You can just cause him mental pain, give him some anguish, some grief. We'll, 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 I'll allow you to test him because I know his heart. He doesn't just serve me in word. He serves me in deed. And all of a sudden, the camels are gone, the donkeys are gone, the sheep are gone, the family's gone. He loses everything in a matter of a day. And then Job, verse 20, rose up, rent his clothes, shaved his head, fell upon the ground... And worshipped. Now, we might fall on the ground if we had a day like that. But would it be worship? Or would it be kicking and screaming? Would it be fussing and cussing? Would it be ranting and raving? Would it be accusing everybody of what went wrong in my life? And whose fault is it? And Job fell on the ground and he worshipped. And he said, and we declared it a while ago, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return hither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Have you had a day like that? Have you had a day when everything seemed to have fallen apart, yet you fell on your knees and said, Lord, everything I have was yours to start with, so I give it back to you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, I know this is not a shouting message yet, but it might get there. Because nobody wants to shout about trouble. Nobody wants to amen losing everything in a day. Nobody wants to talk about humbling themselves and falling on your face and crying unto God when you have nothing. We always, we like the part where I have everything and the bills are paid and the kids are acting right and everything is wonderful and I'm a shining example in my community. But when everything falls apart and when all hell breaks loose, what comes out of my mouth? What is my true character? What is my nature? What, if I, what do I really think about God? Because we see it day in and day out when things happen to people. And they, were, they, 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 they said they were Christians and they attended church and we thought, but something bad happens. And the next thing we know, the first thing they do is leave the house of God. The second thing they do is blame God and then they get bitter and mad. And Job fell on his face and said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Verse 22. Now, I can't, I can't live up to verse 22. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. I'm going to tell you something. If we're not careful, when bad things happen to us, we sin with our mouth. We say the wrong things. We declare the wrong things. We blame the wrong people. But see, God knew his heart. 
And God began to, God began to deal with Job. And Job began to fast. And Job began to pray. And Job kept his spirit right. And then the devil showed back up. Oh, the devil's sure good at showing up at the right time. It's really the wrong time. But he knows when you're down. And he comes back before God because the devil's a little bit aggravated himself. Because the devil can give you a hangnail and you'll skip church. It takes about 150 gallons of water to baptize somebody and two drops to keep them from coming to church. And the devil got a little aggravated because he came back to God and he said, God, I killed his kids, I killed all of his stuff, he's broke, he has nothing, he's a laughing stock in the community. And he's still worshiping you. And he still hasn't come over to the dark side. He still hasn't fussed and cussed and blamed the preacher. And So I, I, I need to do a little more. What it is, see, you got a protection over him and, and I can't touch him. And the Lord said, okay, I'll take that off a little bit. So Satan came. I don't have time to read it all, but I'm telling you, he got boils. He got all kind of stuff. He now was suffering in his body. He is a horrible mess all the way to the point that his wife in chapter 2 and verse number 9, then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Because you're about to see that everybody's starting to look at him and go, what did you do? You must have done something. His wife says, are are you still going to... Our kids are gone, our stuff's gone, our money's gone, I can't go shopping and... Are you still going to say it's not your fault? And Job said... I know what I'd have said. I'd have been looking up to the Lord saying, Lord, you can take her too. (laughs) No, I wouldn't have said that. No, I wouldn't have. You say, Pastor, why would you say? Because I'm not perfect in all my ways like Job. But Job didn't do that. Job said to her, you speak as one, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. Shall we indeed weep? Did you hear that? He didn't say I. He said, woman, you've been living right along with me in all of our houses and all of our goods and all of our wealth, and you've been blessed. He said, shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Even when his wife, she said, Job, are you going to maintain your integrity? And look at the next word she said. Curse God and die. You ever told your husband that? Have you ever thought that about your spouse? I wish you'd just curse God and die. Well, even on a bad day like that, 
Now, he's lost his kids, lost his family, lost his wealth, lost his herds, lost everything. And now then, he's covered in boils. Now, he's suffering physically with the most tormenting, horrible pain. He's ripped off all of his nice clothes. He's sitting in sackcloth and ashes. He's fasting and he's praying and he's trying to keep a good attitude. And his wife, she should be his helpmate, but she says, curse God and die. He said, you sound like a foolish woman. Shall we just accept good from God and not accept adversity? And in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. I wonder how many of us can go through a trial or a tribulation or a a problem at home or a problem on our job or a financial situation or a health problem and not sin with our lips. You say, well, Pastor, what, what do you mean? I, I, don't, I don't cuss, and I didn't cuss nobody out, and I didn't tell anybody where they could go, and I didn't... No, no, but, but no. But do we speak doubt and unbelief? Do we negate the Word of God that says, by His stripes we are healed? Do we negate God's promise that I, I will bless you? Because when we begin to open our mouth and, and, and speak doubt and fear and unbelief, when we begin to blame, when we don't just simply keep our mouth shut and worship, you say, well, Pastor, when would I sin with my lips when you open your mouth? Have you ever heard somebody open their mouth when they're right in the middle of a bad situation? Is it usually uplifting and encouraging? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And when your heart is broken, your lips and your words will be broken too. You say, Pastor, how, how, how can I know people are broken and, and, and upset and going through turmoil? Well, could you just go to your Facebook page and scroll down all your friends and you can pick them out pretty quick. They're blaming everything and everybody and they're fussing and they're ranting and raving and what this happened and this what and instead of why don't, why, don't, why don't the next time you're right in the worst situation, all hell is breaking loose and you feel like you're going to lose your mind, why don't you just go on and put a post and say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Why don't you just go on and post something like this when everything, you've lost everything. Why don't you just go on and put a big old post with exclamation points. It is well. Otherwise, you're going to sin with your lips. Otherwise, you're going to start speaking something that you don't know anything about. Because here's the deal. Job had no realization. He had no understanding. He had no idea what was happening in the heavenly places. He had no idea it was God proving a point to the devil that I have a man on earth that loves me for who I am and not just what I can do for him. God had the end in mind and the devil wanted to kill him but the Lord wanted to bless him but you can't go through a blessing unless you've been through some messing. Everybody like, Lord, don't mess with me. Well, he won't mess and then he won't bless. Because you're never going to have a testimony without a test. 
You're never going to be a giant killer unless you have a fight with a giant. I want to be king, but I don't want to have no trouble. It's not going to happen. You're not going to live this life. You're not going to prosper and be blessed and not have some trouble. Huh? Ooh, I, want a, I want a barn full of animals, but I don't want to clean out no poop. If you're going to be blessed in life, you're going to have to deal with some poop. Some days you have days where you lose your donkey. Some days you lose all your donkeys. And you lose all your camels. And you lose all your sheep. And you lose all your kids. And all you can do is strip off everything of this world and just say, Lord, I bless you. I don't understand it, and I don't like it, but I'm not going to sin with my mouth and say something I don't. Because you know what? Most of the time we speak out of those things, we end up having to go back and apologize. It's better just to keep your mouth closed when you don't know what you're talking about. Job goes on, and Job's friends show up. Somebody say, thank God for friends. Thank God for all of my Facebook friends who know just how to inspire me. Thank God for all of those who like me. So his friends show up. And his friends, they sit there with him. And they don't say anything. They just sit. And they didn't sin. And then they started opening their mouths. And one by one, they started blaming him. Now, Job, now, Job, let's just look at your life. Now, Job, are you sure? Now, now, now Job, have you been, have, have you been, I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, the, the, the Job, what, what's, what's been going on now? Now, Job, what, what, what you been doing? Now, Job, what you been thinking about? Now, now, Job, did you cheat on your wife? Now, Job, did you beat your kids? Now, Job, now, now, come, come on. It, there's all this bad stuff just don't happen to people who live good lives. So you must have done something. One by one, and, and they, they have their, their opinions about God and how God is and how God works and what God does. And, and, but it all comes back, Job, it's got to be your fault. So all of his friends, they go through all of that. And Chapter 13, Job has a little declaration to him. He said, though God slay me. Because now, at this point, bad things just keep happening. He's getting all... Y'all need to go read the whole book of Job. I mean, it's just non-stop. And I mean, now Job's feeling like that he is going to die. But you know what? He made a declaration. Even though God kill me or slay me, yet will I trust him. And then I love what he said to his friends in chapter 16. And you need to go read it, all the fun stuff they said to him. And he... And great encouragement. Kind of way y'all encourage people on Facebook. Job said unto them, this is Job chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. Then Job said, I have heard, <laughs> this is a very kind way, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. 
Does anybody have any friends that are miserable comforters? <laughs> they know how to kick you when you're down. They know how to find you on the edge of the cliff, hanging on for dear life and stepping on your finger. Job said, listen, I have all the stuff y'all are saying, my wife already told me. I've already heard all of this before. And you know what? You guys are miserable comforters. I thought you were my friends. I thought you were here to help me. And as long as you were just sitting with me and being here with me, I felt better. But the moment you opened your mouth, I've been feeling worse ever since. Ever since you put that encouraging word on my Facebook page. You are miserable comforters. I don't know about you. We all have those kind of friends. Uh, But you know what? I don't want to be one of those kind of friends. I want to be a true comforter. I want to be a true friend. I want to be able to stick with people through thick or thin. Huh? We've got to be better friends to people. Because we really don't know what we're talking about. And if you, think, you don't think that's true, you just go look at Facebook. They and nobody on there knows what they're talking about. Let, can, can we get, let's just get to the end of this thing. This, this is a tough book. Let's read, let's, let's jump all the way. There, there's so many things happen through there. Let's go all the way to the last chapter. Let's go to chapter 42. Now, guess what? The Lord's been watching this whole thing. The Lord's been talking about this whole thing. The Lord's been sitting here. The, the, him and the, the, the devil, they've been having this back and forth. And the devil's done his thing. Job is not broken. He is broke. He's lost it all. He is at the point of death. Yet he still continues to bless the Lord. He has his moments of time of just, I'm just I can't do it anymore. I can't take this anymore. Just, Lord, just take me. Whatever. I can't do it. Uh, but the Lord begins to talk. And Job begins to talk to the Lord. Let's just start verse 1, 42. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withheld from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered that I understood not. Things too wonderful for me which I know not. Here I beseech thee and I will speak. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearings of the ear. But now my eyes have seen thee. Wherefore I abhor myself. And repent in dust and ashes. Job is just at his wits end. And he kind of comes to the Lord and he said, Lord, 
I have to admit, I don't understand it. I don't know why you're a big God. You can do all things. I just have to admit there's nothing good in me. I'm just going to repent in sackcloth and dust and ashes. That's a t- type of humbling yourself. Of, uh, uh, of John, I mean, that is just about as low as you can get. And then God speaks to his friends. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, that the Lord said to Eliphaz the Tenamite, And my wrath is kindled against thee and thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the things that is right, as my servant Job. He talks to his friends after they have come up with all these excuses and reasons, and they, they figured it all out because we know everything about other people. And we know everything of why if they do this and they do that. And, you know, we know everything. And they had all their great wisdom. And the Lord spoke to them and said, guys, you're wrong. Everything you've said about me is wrong. And everything you've said about your ser- my servant Job is wrong. Now, here's what I want you to do. Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer for yourselves a burnt offering for my servant Job shall pray for you. Lest I deal with you after your folly in that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right like my servant Job. So Eliphaz the Tenamite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Nazathite went and did according to the Lord commanded them. And the Lord also accepted Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Stop right there. All said and done. Now listen, first of all, your trouble did not come to last forever. This trial did not last forever. It was for a season, for a moment, God lifted His his hand of protection and covering off of Job. But there was a moment that God put it back. There's a moment that God allows the enemy to test you and it's for a reason. It's not God. Don't say God did. God never brings evil on His children. But God will test you. He'll allow you. You don't go to school and just go from grade to grade to grade without a test. How mean of those teachers to test me. No, it's not. we got to see what you've learned. Are you ready to move to the next level? Are you ready for more responsibility? Are you better, better ready for more blessing? Because if you can't prove, if you're not faithful in little, God's not going to make you ruler over much. But I'm telling you, if you'll go through the testing and you'll go through the fire and you won't sin with your lips and you'll keep your ideas to yourself. If you'll not be like his friends and make false accusations against people. Because you don't know the whole story. You just know one side. And can I tell you, there's three sides to every story. His side, 
her side, and the truth. (laughs) The truth is in there somewhere, but you don't know the whole story. So his three friends, they've just been talking and blasting God and blasting him. And they've been doing everything. And finally, God's like, okay, devil, enough's enough. I've proven my point. He is upright. He is a man of God. He did through you. Do you put him on through all of this? And it did not work. He still loves me. You are done. Is anybody ready for God to tell the devil he's done in your life? The testing is over. Now, remember, remember what I said earlier. If, if, you're get, if, if it's dumb stuff you're doing, getting you in trouble, I'm sorry. Stop doing dumb stuff. But if you are upright and you're holy and you're God-fearing and you do what is right before God and you obey His commandments and you follow all of His ordinances, if you'll be the best you can be, God will be with you. And God's hand of protection. And he, he said, guys, you got two choices. Either you can go to my servant Job, you can take an offering, you can offer a sacrifice, and you can get him to pray for you, or deal with me. And they said, I think we'll take Job. <laughs> because <laughs> we've seen what you've done. We've seen this, and we don't want no part of that. They they had no idea what was going on. And so they show up and they bring the sacrifice and they say, Job, God just spoke to us. He said everything we said about him was wrong and everything we said about you was wrong. And here we have all of this offering to come and offer as a sacrifice because we don't want God's judgment to fall on us. We need mercy. And God turned the captivity of Job. God changed Job's situation. God went from allowing the enemy to to fight him to a hand of protection. It did not happen when he bowed on his knees and worshipped. It did not happen when he shaved his head. It did not happen, amen, when he humbled himself. It didn't happen when he listened to his friends. It happened when he prayed for his friends. Did you read it? Verse 10, chapter 42, verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Wow. Now, let's talk about this in just a second. Job didn't just say a little prayer. Job had to do some other stuff that goes along with prayer. Now, do you think, when Job knows he didn't do anything wrong, but his friends are sitting there telling him, you must have. How many thinks that probably hurt his feelings? How many thinks maybe Job might have got a little angry at him, and now he maybe has a little unforgiveness? It's kind of hard to pray for somebody when you're mad at them. It's kind of hard to pray for somebody when you... Got a bitter, unforgiving spirit. 
So, kind of what this tells me, Job, because the Bible says Job, God accepted Job also. And God won't accept you with a mad, unforgiving, bitter spirit. It tells me that Job had to forgive his friends even though they were wrong. Job had to forgive his friends for saying all those mean, nasty, negative things to him. Job had to forgive his wife for telling her to telling him to curse God and die. Job had to get his attitude, and he, he had to make sure, Lord, I, I, I'm doing everything I can do. But you know what? I didn't sin with my lips, but man, Lord, if I even sinned in my heart, if I even had a bad spirit, if I even had a bad thought, if I, if I even thought, Lord, I wish you'd let the same stuff happen to me happen to them. Huh? Oh, we've never done that, have we? Bad stuff happened and we see our friends blessed and we're like, well, if they just knew half what I was going through, I'd give them some of mine. Come on, stop trying to put trouble on other people. And start praying for them. Job had to get some things right. When his friends came to offer sacrifice, he had to accept it. And God said, you take it down. And see, because God knew. God said, you're going to take that down there and my friend's going to pray for you. How do you think that made them feel? <laughs> to go back. Sometimes, how many knows it's good to go back and apologize to people? Okay, now, you say, Pastor, do I have to? Well, No. But then you could deal with God's wrath. Because God said you have two choices. You can go apologize for what you said because it was wrong. Or deal with me. They chose to go and apologize. Offer a sacrifice. Receive forgiveness. But a lot of us say, nah. I'll just take what comes. And I'm, <laughs> you don't want that. Come on, don't let God's wrath and judgment come on you because you judge somebody else wrong. Whether it be in person or on Facebook. Stop judging people. You don't know the whole story. Encourage them. Let's be a good comforter. Let's don't be a miserable comforter. Let's don't tell people it's all your fault. Maybe it is. But let's just sit there with them. If you don't have nothing nice to say, what'd your mama say? Don't say nothing at all. Just be there and be with them. Are you, ready to, are, are, you, are, you, are you ready for the good part? So the Lord turned Job's captivity when he prayed for his friends. So I did, we just gave you a prayer card for your friends. Do you want God to turn some of your captivity? Do you want God to, to stop allowing the devil to test you so much? You know what? You know, you know one way you can do that? Get your mind and your heart and your thoughts off of you and your problems and start putting your faith and prayer on somebody else. Regardless of what you're going through, I'm telling you, someone has it worse. Because here's the deal. No matter what I'm going through, no matter how bad it gets, if I die, I'm going to heaven. That's what my mama said when we found out she had cancer for the fourth time. She said, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? I can go to heaven. And that's what she did. 
Listen, what's the worst? As a, as a Christian, the worst thing that can happen, we can go to heaven and all this can be over and we can enjoy the pleasures and the joys and the, the fruits of our life. It's going to be wonderful. I'm telling you, there's nothing outside of that. But what about your friends who, if they die in their troubles, spend eternity in hell? It can be worse. So let's begin to say, Lord, let me put my faith. Let me stop worrying so much about my health and my finances and my kids. And listen, all it's there and I can't help it. I can't do nothing about it. I'm just naked I came in, naked I go out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm not going to sin with my lips. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. But I tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to start praying for my friends. And when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord turned his captivity. And can we just read the the next verse? No, the last part of it. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then there came unto him all of his brethren, his sisters... All, all, all that he had acquaintance before. They ate bread with him in his house. They bemoaned him. They comforted him over the evil he'd gone through. Every one of them brought him a piece of money. Every one of them brought him an earring of gold. So jo- the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the beginning. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, uh, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 she asses. He had seven sons and three more daughters. So now he's got ten more kids down here on earth and ten in heaven he gets to see later. And today he's with all of them. You know why? Because in a hundred years it's not going to matter what you're going through today anyway. For some of us it might not be that long. It might be a year or a month or a day or ten or fifty. We, we don't know. We're not promised tomorrow. Listen. What we're real, what's going on today is really doesn't, doesn't matter in the light of eternity. And in all the land, there were no women found as fair, that means beautiful, as the daughters of Job. Now, it doesn't say that the first ones were ugly. These were just twice as pretty. I don't know. It just says he had the most beautiful daughters in the land. After this, Job lived a hundred and forty more years, saw his sons, his sons' sons, and four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. And you think your problem today is going to kill you. None of us have had a day like Job, yet it didn't kill him. So guess what? It's not going to kill you either. You're going to make it. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to make it. You're going to get through this. Come on. I don't know what's happening. Why, why, why do bad stuff happen? Why does, why, why does stuff break down? Why do air conditioners go out? That's where Brother Dale is today, working on the air conditioners going out. I mean, why? Isn't it, isn't it nice uh, that the Lord uh, allows it to wait till it gets to the hottest time of the year to let your air go out? I mean, don't you just want to, you know, when your air goes out, don't you just want to look up into the Lord and say, Lord, thank you. 
for this wonderful sweat gland you have given me. Huh? Yeah. Look at your billfold and open it up. Lord, thank you for all of this room I have for... Because money's coming. Because <laughs> right now it's just wide open. It's available for a deposit. It's kind of it? hard to do that, isn't it? But I'm telling you, if we'll stop making rash statements, if we'll stop sinning with our mouth, I mean, you know what? The Lord may just be setting you up to bless you double. But come on, don't negate it. Stop bully grubbing and stop accusing and stop being mad and unforgiving to your spouse and your kids and your friends because they maybe accuse you of something you did. Come on, stand up and say, Lord, I forgive them, I bless them, and I pray for my friends. And if you'll do that, The Lord will turn it around. Amen.